This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. Foundation donors and trustees often focus on programs that provide direct benefits to individuals. The John Gogian Foundation started out with that goal. Over time, the foundation gradually shifted its role to strengthening organizations and building their long-term sustainability. Executive Director Lindsay Stammerjohn shares the foundation's journey from direct service to capacity building. She takes us through the major epiphanies. Here in part one, Lindsay talks about how she engaged the foundation board in the learning every step of the way. Lindsay's story reminds us that evolution and change happen gradually over time and that paying attention to what partners really need can set change in motion. Mr. Gogian initially wanted to fund only small grassroots organizations. So I I think the impression that I was left with after the first site visit was how passionate and driven our grantees were. They were so dedicated, but I, I think even then I had a concern when I learned they're working 80 hours a week. Um, I've often said that they're in the trenches and then we come back to our office and, you know, we're just giving away the money, but they're doing really hard work. And there's somehow for me was a disconnect. I think what, what started happening as we continue to fund the small grassroots organizations is we saw the Um, we saw these threads going through organization after organization and they would hit a bump in the road and they weren't able to survive it. So Mr. Gogian's um, main thrust in starting the foundation is he really wanted to help people. Um, He wanted to help that mom who had a special needs child So he was always concerned with helping the individual. Um, The focus really for us at that time was not on the organization as a whole. So we kept thinking of the end product, the people being served. But what I started seeing was that the organizations weren't strong enough and sustainable enough to continue serving people when they hit that bump. So that that was kind of the the beginning uh, for all of us to get on this, um, I'm going to say the capacity building road. Um, So it was kind of sad. We started seeing um, our grantees close their door. And over like a six or seven year period, uh, we had 11 grantees close. And it was from various things, uh, founder burnout, 
um, you know, I'm sure we've all seen that um, founder um, who started the organization because they couldn't find services for their child or their mom or sibling. But they're also the ED. They're also the board chair. They're trying to pay the bills and do the fundraising, right? So that that founder burnout was really apparent in our grantees. Um, we also saw that they had boards made up of uh, friends and family. So the board didn't really know their role and hadn't bought into the mission. And we found a lot of the leaders, the executive directors or the founders were kind of operating in this vacuum and there was no support. So it just, it just seemed to us that there were um, gaps that maybe we could fill and that long-term sustainability became really important to all of us, the board and myself. So for a long time, I did a board communique uh, quarterly, and there was always a section in this communique that was called the learning curve. So whether it was talking about um, how the developmentally disabled organizations were funded. So, you know, it comes from the federal government, it comes to the state, it's pushed out to a local regional center and um, then to our nonprofit. So it was trying to help the board understand um, the, the bigger field um, that our grantees were operating in, not just foundation support, but um, many different funding streams. It was uh, trying to convey to the board um, what I was learning from Exponent or from other colleagues um, about simplifying our applications, doing site visits, taking the board members on site visits. Uh, it, it was a, a lot of different ideas were kind of flowing into us and it was trying to figure out how to put everything together so that the board, myself, and the whole foundation was kind of marching in the same direction. So I, I realized that the one thing that was missing was the, the relationship building. I don't think you can do capacity building well if there's no trust between organizations. And I think it takes vulnerability and commitment to really partner with somebody. So um, our organizations needed to know that they could trust us with their challenges and um, dirty laundry. And we needed to prove that by learning of their challenges, we wouldn't cut and run. So the site visits became a very different um, opportunity. You know, instead of pulling out the notebook and asking the questions and going through their financials, it was a time to get to know them, uh, for them to show us what they were doing, um, to share what their challenges were, uh, for us to talk to participants and parents. Um, what we learned was that Given the opportunity, um, our, our grantee partners are great educators. So we began what we call armchair site visits. And at every other board meeting, we invite two organizations to come in 
And they're not making a pitch for their organization. They're already in our grantee pool and they're being funded. This was um, an opportunity for them to share at a 50,000 foot level about their organization, the challenges, what's going on in the field, uh, what's going on uh, with legislation. So it was that bigger picture that we were able to um, learn from them. And for them to come into a board meeting, I think uh, many were so excited to have the opportunity to sit in front of a foundation board. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, we would go to dinner. So we'd invite the grantee partners, and usually at least three or four of the board members went. And it wasn't a time to talk shop. It was a time to just get to know each other and build um, a deeper relationship and trust. Join us for part two of Lindsay's podcast, where she shares how the Gogian Foundation's work with partners evolved into convening and supporting training. Look for new catalytic podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Roo does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.